Welcome back to the Watchlist. I'm Nicole Petalides. The big news this morning was the tentative agreement between the railways and the union that could avert a strike now. So here with all the very latest details, Colin Scarola, Vice President and Equity Analyst at CFRA Research. I'm so glad you're here. If you could explain just a little bit of the backstory, because how we get to this point, it, you know, the last few times this happened, the government stepped in and saved the day, for lack of a better phrase. We're seeing some of that again here today. Um, no one wants a strike, right? What do we, where do we stand now? What do we need to know? Hi, Nicole. Uh, well, to make a, a long story short, it looks like strike is averted. So I, I agree with you. It's good for everyone. And I think as strikes are so bad on both sides, this is kind of where we expected things to come out uh, would be you know, lost wages for the workers on their side if the, a strike took place. And you'd also see obviously a huge, a huge hit to earnings for the railroads on their side. So this is good that it worked out. And I think, you know, both sides had to give, you know, five, five percent roughly annual wage increases for the workers, uh, plus a thousand dollar bonuses and no increase to their their sort of medical insurance payments. That's a pretty good deal for them. Um, the wage increase is below current inflation, but I think, you know, if you think about long-term inflation expectations and this being a long-term contract, that four to 5% annual wage increase, I think that's pretty good. So I think this is a fair deal for both sides to strike and it's good. it's good for the economy overall, certainly. And it seems like it's really gonna go through, right? We use the word tentative, but um, there doesn't seem that this proposed deal has too many hurdles left, right? Yeah, I think with the leaders of the railroads as well as the unions signing on to it, I would say we're kind of 99% of the way there. The, the actual union members do have to approve it, but I think uh, with their leaders having already signed off on, I think it's pretty close to a sure thing. And, you know, this is, uh, I believe this, contract was initially uh, set to be sort of negotiated during the 2019-2020 timeframe, but it had to be postponed due to a lot of stuff going on with COVID. So it's good that this is finally getting done, a lot, a lot of clarity for the workers and the railroads. And again, I, it just looks like a fair deal. I kind of, I'd like to congratulate both sides on it. I think this is a good one. Right. I mean, they already had done some work. I mean, there may already be some repercussions for example i know amtrak was working to restore some of the um trips it had already canceled long long traveling trips i mean now they sort of have to backtrack and just undo anything that had been done higher wages as you noted um what kind of companies should we be watching here csx i mean are there some that seem to be better positioned than others well the wages are going up substantially, uh, but right now railroads are are pricing are passing on pretty substantial price increases as well. So I think because rail the railroad industry is so concentrated, uh, particularly in the U.S., you've got the four big ones. Uh, there's a there's very strong pricing powers, so very much an oligopoly. It's really a duopoly on the western half and then the eastern half, uh, two railroads apiece, really. So the pricing power is enough for them to sort of overcome these pretty sizable wage increases for their workers. And the other thing that we haven't touched on is oil has come down 
uh, about 30% since the spring highs. So that's a really good boost to the bottom line for railroads that can help offset this wage pressure as well. Um, the other thing I'll mention why, you know, things are looking pretty good for railroads overall, you know, not, it's not a super great environment, but it's not, certainly not bad. Uh, another good thing, in addition to oil prices coming down is uh, consumer goods spending is, is hanging in there pretty strong. It hasn't, hasn't dropped as you know, the economy shifted uh, back to sort of a, a pre-pandemic environment where you could travel and go to concerts and go to restaurants. Uh, a lot of a lot of people were watching to see if that spending on goods would take a big hit, and uh, it moderated slightly in the spring and summer, but now it's it seems to be ticking up again. Uh, so the household balance sheets are extremely wealth are extremely healthy. Uh, employment growth is very healthy, and that's translating to continued good demand for goods, and th and that flows into solid volumes for railroads. So. Overall, it seems like a good environment for the railroads. Uh, it's not great, uh, so you got to pick your spots because the valuations are are certainly not cheap. These are usually companies with high teens PE multiples. And your ratings. So the ones that we would you, we would favor are the ones that look a little bit more attractive from the valuation side, and that would be uh, probably a CSX would be our favorite. So that's probably your favorite in the group. Um, and as you said, when you look at valuation, you think they're all still fully valued for the most part, right? With the exception of CSX right now? Yeah, and not to open up a whole different can of worms on you, but we have some long-term concerns for railroads outside of all the things we've talking about, we've been talking about today here. Okay. And that's really around the shift uh, from fossil fuel energy in the country to uh, green energy or renewable energy. Because just to give you a quick example, uh, for quick, sort of the oil or please. the gasoline supply chain, you know, the railroads are moving sand uh, for fracking, and, and they're also involved moving crude to the refineries and then often uh, refined products out of the refineries. So there's all kinds of high highly repetitive business there that's going to disappear if we do complete this shift to green energy. So that's a long-term risk we're worried about for railroads. Colin, I thank you for that insight. Appreciate it. Colin Scarola, Vice President and Equity Analyst at CFRA Research. Thanks, Colin.